0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, visit JourneyTN.com.
1: Welcome to another Journey Now podcast. And today. Oh, it's a big day. It's a big day. It's a big day. It's a great day. It's a great day. And it's actually a Monday rather than a Tuesday. Right. Because we have people all over the place. We all
0: definitely do not have a case of the Mondays in this room. Well, oh,
1: yes, we if you do. See it was earlier. So. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He I, was a little grumpy when he got here,
0: Mike. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, first he of was. All. He yes. claimed that he was over his grumpiness. Yeah, that
1: but... he not because he took a three-hour nap on Sunday. Yeah,
0: and then it all came <laughs> out again. I, yeah, it was
2: great. I was reliving. I was reliving the
1: cause of so grumpy. good, so good. But we have a special guest with us today, ladies. We and gentlemen. will let Mike, ladies and gentlemen, introduce this all right. special guest. If you've, if dear. Listener.
2: Listener. Who, who, Brad. If you have listened, yep, Brad. Uncle Brad. Uncle, Uncle Brad. Yeah. listens to this. And he loves the call out. He texted me, I say, like, thanks for this specific call, journey call out. So I'm <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. There are only a few people <laughs> oh, that we but, know yeah. listen. So. Yeah, yeah, you're one of so them. So there, are, thanks, there are people who have listened to every episode, which is mind-blowing. Yes. But um, early on, we had Kevin's daughter, Alyssa, on. We had a special episode with Silas Lind on today ladies and gentlemen um and not we seth who and we've first... seth periodically yep seth yeah seth yeah when he's homesick he'll, he'll often come in and, and lay on my couch over be there lurking yes but today ladies and gentlemen live from wright state university in uh dayton ohio near dayton uh, ohio near um home for the summer and by the summer we mean two weeks before he goes back <laughs> to ohio uh it's Nate erie ladies and gentlemen yes. it's Nate erie <laughs> Yep. yep. It's about time. Yes. A, a raider. That's Nate.
1: Yeah. A raider. Yeah. It says raider on his yep. shirt.
2: Well, the, and it's a, it's a wolf. It's kind of a wolf. So he has a shirt that says part wolf that he mm-hmm. wears around every now and again. And um, ladies and gentlemen, I have no idea what that means. But Nate here is with us. And um, today we're going to talk about parenting we are going to talk about no we're not no we are definitely we are not definitely not talking, talking about, about parenting but but Nate we need to ask you some just kind of get to know you questions um uh, because we usually do a little bit of witty banter or non witty banter at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> whatever the case may be um, but uh, we've learned lots of right. things about Susie and we've learned things about Kevin and, and Tom Kinda. Toms, yeah. Um, Tom-toms. but let's let's Nate give and us and Mike Erie, yep. Give yep. us just a little feel for some of your favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, because we've had that conversation, and, yes. then, and then what's your favorite thing for breakfast? Okay,
1: and what's your favorite date? Yes, anyway. what
2: is your
3: favorite date? Speak into the mic. Just, just go. like date in general in the just, year, or yeah. like my favorite like person to take on a date.
1: Never mind, you've never seen *Miss Congeniality*, so it's over. I don't, I don't care even, what don't know that you know what is. Kevin. Kevin. Kevin has
2: one movie. <laughs> what is that? Um, uh, who stars in it? *Congeniality*. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. It, it, it's oh, a rom com. I think evidently. it's actually about Sandra oh.
1: Bullock. <laughs> oh, Kev. No celebrity crush here we go no all right kevin i'm i'm much more attracted to blondes
2: oh Oh, wow okay um and Lori, i I forget what color hair she has she's a blonde okay um so so who were some of the blondes early on that you thought oh okay all right just completely disregard my (laughs) intro yeah yeah Yeah. celebrity crush cheryl ladd cheryl ladd with two d's Mm mhm
1: fair fawcett
2: Farrah Fawcett, mm-hmm. yep, with two Fs.
1: No, I think it's two Ts.
2: Okay, well, Farrah Fawcett is two yeah, Fs. I wasn't
1: allowed to have any of he those He meant posters. Cheryl
0: Ladd's name is spelled with two Ds. Let's
1: oh, just be clear. Oh, 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 I, I, <laughs> My bad. That's what I meant. He just uh-huh.
0: had a really cringy look on yeah, his face. Yeah, like, like realized he realized what he said, and came it could out, be taken the wrong way. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I just <laughs> meant
2: her name was spelled with two Ds, and yeah, that's yeah. what I, seriously, all I meant. That's funny. Why, that's why I had to go with Farrah Fawcett and two abs <laughs> to make the point that I was referencing letters. That's all I was referencing. Uh, uh, witty banter. Anyway, I have in whitty, no, mind This right is, now. is
1: not witty at all. Witty banter. Know. Okay. But all
2: I have
0: in my mind right now is Kenji driving, listening to this and dining <laughs> yeah. like
1: Oh, God. Kenji, we're sorry. <laughs> Another call out, Kenji. Yep.
2: yep. Yep. All right. So. Uh, let's go right. back to. So, go. Thank you. All right. Susie, uh, how you. about you? Before. All right. <laughs> Before Hawkeye, um, you're gonna Hawkeye. be, you're yeah. gonna be
0: <laughs> deeply disappointed in my celebrity crush. Okay.
2: Oh, I, I I'm because every time
0: excited. this question comes up and I share what's actually true about me.
2: Oh okay. no! Okay. You're welcome. People are really disappointed. You are welcome at the table. No judgment. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Seth Meyers.
2: There's judgment. <laughs> okay. <take> it back. <laughs> I tell you. There's judgment. you. <laughs> what? I know. Okay.
0: Um, I'd go with a little bit of Clooney. You know, yeah. George. Oh my, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No judgment. Sure, are we?
2: Are we talking about like Ocean's Eleven, Clooney? Are we talking about ER? What was the show? ER. The er. on. Yeah. So Clooney? I'll tell yeah. you,
0: like my celebrity crushes. Er. Um. <laughs> Dave Grohl. Oh. It's it's all about the humor and the uh, the brains. Like I really like yeah. smart and funny people.
2: Yeah. Okay. Mm, there yeah. it is.
3: So yeah. Steve yeah, yeah. Steve. Steve call makes call that call out number three yep. yeah yeah uncle right. brad what's up all right uh, favorite yeah, uncle movie brad, our favorite
2: Scrubs. no uh well no celebrity crush celebrity because crush because you're in the middle of like where it matters. gen z are you margot gen z? robbie Ooh, no, no that's, don't that's don't too, even that's too basic
0: wow too, what
3: too basic that's too bad i mean oh that's bro. the easy that's the easy answer
1: oh that's the well, easy is answer it a true
2: answer don't even pretend i cannot confirm or deny
1: okay Cannot confirm. Her um, all right, okay. Who we got,
2: man?
3: Probably, probably Anna De Armas. Anna De Armas. Hmm. Yeah. Two Please? A's. You know who that is? You know who <laughs> Two A's. <hands>? Kevin.
1: <laughs> no.
0: I think Silas would agree.
3: She's she's in uh, Knives Out.
0: Oh,
1: oh yeah. Okay.
3: She, oh she, yeah. Out. She was the like
2: um, she was
3: helper, the, the helper. nurse.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She's also she's, she's the, got the one that was blanking out. What?
0: She's got another movie coming out where she's like some spy.
2: Oh yeah, nice. yeah. Okay. I don't know. Okay, yeah. All right. No,
3: Anna no. De and, and, uh, and
1: who
2: else? And my girlfriend.
3: Shout out my girlfriend. I'm loyal. Wow. Uh, okay. I'm loyal to the game. And her okay. her name is Katie. Katie. Hey yeah. Katie. Hi Katie. I'll she tell her to, to li- I'll tell her to listen to the Journey podcast. Oh hi, yeah. Katie. I'm Love sure. Her. so Hi Katie.
2: Yeah. All right. Celebrity crush. Very simple. Yeah. Brad Pitt. Mm. Ooh. For you. Controversial. Yeah, I think for everybody. He's mm. kind of a controversial guy. You know what I mean. Yeah, and I mean Legends of the Fall, no. Brad Pitt. I don't mean like, I mean older Brad Pitt's distinguished Fight Club. too. Fight Club. Nah. Oh, yeah. dude, what Fight
3: Club? Brad Pitt. Is, World War is, Z is like peak Brad Pitt, though. Okay, I never saw Fight Club.
2: You what? never saw Fight Club? You know the no, first rule. i lived it.
1: You know the first rule of <laughs> Fight Club. Yeah, don't talk about Fight yeah, Club.
2: Yeah, exactly. So how could I ever admit that I saw it? Fair. All right,
3: Nate. Movies go. Movies. Um, one of my favorites, Interstellar.
1: Oh solid. I love, you know that one? Uh, Kev? Yeah, I've yeah. seen that one.
3: Yeah. yeah. I really like the departed. We just we've watched it. There's yeah. a theme here. Yep. Um
1: You like a particular actor?
3: Le- Leo's not an interstellar. Oh, Le- is that? Leo's an in Inception, which that's is another it. Oh, I'm sorry. Movie. Sorry, and he's, right. Oh he's the departed too. Yeah, but he's yeah. not an interstellar. He's yeah. not an interstellar, that's, that's McConaughey. All right, all right. McConaughey. right.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, all
3: oh. right. Um I don't know. Okay. Uh that's solid. Oh, I, I always blank when people ask me this question. Okay. Fantastic. Well, that's really important. Do you show. like any of
1: the Marvel movies? Do you have a favorite yes. Marvel c- character? What's
0: your favorite Marvel movie?
1: Infinity War.
3: By a mile. Mile? A mile. mile. Okay. What about, how do you feel Nothing about Nothing will ever right. compare to like the, the hype and like the feeling and my um, favorite Marvel character, probably Thanos.
1: Thanos. Wow. wow. He speaks in quotes. Ooh, he does. He does. It's amazing. Yes. That movie's so good. But he kills his daughter. Kind of, yeah,
2: that's kind of right. I don't, yeah. I don't like, he's not my favorite parent example. No, I, mean, I don't,
1: instance,
3: I don't like, you know, yeah. support that. Oh, okay. Who do you identify as the most? Oh, as a Marvel character? Yeah, yeah, probably Black Widow,
1: Spider Man, <laughs> Ant Man.
3: You're very, uh, she has red hair, probably, probably like Groot.
2: Yes, <laughs> just kind of chilling. <laughs> Just yeah, chilling, man. playing video games. Yeah, yeah. Groot's gonna rot your brain. Yeah, I'm Groot. A man, a few words. Yes, repeated over and over. over that's not, that's not I like true. that. Who would you relate to?
0: Oh, I don't know. Who's
2: Thor. the emotional journey? No, I'm Thor. You're Thor. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 buff <laughs> to not buff. the bond. Yeah.
3: Endgame game, Thor. Endgame game, Thor. That's funny.
0: Um, I don't know. Okay. Nice. whose emotional journey probably um what's her name
2: Wanda Maximoff No Oh, G- no. <laughs> Gamora
0: No um why am i blanking on her name the um the robot Shuri No No
2: Wakanda forever Sure nice Oh i love Wakanda Yeah okay Um Gwyneth Paltrow.
0: Paltro No um- <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm naming all oh, of them. Oh
0: my gosh
2: I'm naming all Pepper. the women.
0: No, the one that is, she died in. Um, Gamora? She's the one that um, Hawkeye.
2: Black Widow? Widow?
0: Hawkeye and her. Yeah, Black and the, Widow. Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's like the. That's yeah. the one. Right, right, you okay. respect. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah, I that. identify with that emotional journey. Yeah. So but dead. who would I like to be? I would like to be one of the women from. <laughs> From uh, Black Panther, Dead. Dead. the Black what? One of the Wakanda women. For Yo, dude, sure. oh. totally. You are. Those are goals. You are. Shave, you like I want to. I want to show up with a shaved head and a spear and, a spear. and have everyone be like, "Whoa, Whoa. something's gonna okay. happen." Yeah,
2: it's gonna hide <laughs> the fans. This is you know, this yes, like, yes, yes, yes. The first annual Journey power. Halloween party is oh. what this <laughs> oh. is going to call for. We're going to
1: dress up in our favorite. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness, Marvel shit, character. character. Yes,
2: yes. Yeah. yeah. All it's right, good. Kev oh what, i would have to go journey? with star
3: lord star lord totally yeah totally came from all blood. you're
2: doing all you're doing is just listening to music and you yep. want to be left alone that's right and
3: the universe and you love con- your mom needing yeah. needing there saving it is. there it is. And, yeah. is. and you
2: find out your dad is a god
1: yep yes and, you, and maybe we get some money from him what yes. were the, hey, what were the other
3: it introductory questions
2: oh i
1: don't oh, i don't know we don't we, have any more do you take supplements
3: uh, okay. <laughs> uh obviously
2: do you have low t yes okay then there you go. All right, we're all set. Now, ladies so and gentlemen, many really, really low T. <laughs> ladies and I gentlemen. I take
1: vitamin C, just so everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. Let me be honest. I take yeah. vitamin T. Ooh. Whoa. 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 Wow. Yeah. Sorry. I'm pretty sure twenty. Are you twenty? Twenty. Nineteen. Nineteen. Are you kidding me? You're almost twenty. There's dude. no way. You're dude. almost. Are you next serious? month? I, I was gonna say nineteen, and I next thought, maybe month, I when's missed 20. When's the my birthday? birthday?
2: July 4th, 1776. Born on the 4th of right, July. When you wear blue, you are red, all white, right. and blue.
1: So we are in a series. Yeah, we're going to transition this sucker on uh, John 316. <laughs> yes. 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 Not everybody can pull off eight weeks on John 316. Well, we have it yet. Yes. I think it's nine. Isn't oh. it nine? What's... It's nine with Rob. So as we're we're yeah. overachievers then. Today yes. we're, today we're focusing on the... Yes. Uh, yes. The... The. Yeah, we For have to God. say yeah. So loved. loved. The. 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 So loved. Perfect. So we had a conversation on Sunday around the um, intricate word of love. Love. Also, what's love got? No. Say That's, it. Don't, all of it. All we could do is just go down a trail of love songs <laughs> from the 80s, which yep. is what happened on Sunday. And mm-hmm. we apologize to all of you who knew none of those songs. But our dear listener, Brad, did know Brad all totally songs. knows Foreigner songs. Brad. Uh-huh. For sure, Robert Palmer, Brad, yeah, Pat Benatar, Brad, Tina Turner, oh, on mm. fire. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Anyway, so uh, we we talked about it in the context of covenant love, mm. and um, and we I will ask Michael, yep, to frame up I'm the here. the four yep. um phrases that should be somehow put into a alliteration so that we all remember them. St- Stolen from Scott McKnight. Yes.
2: And his book, The Fellowship of Difference.
1: The Fellowship of the Rings.
2: Um, uh, covenant love contains uh, God's commitment to us, to be with us, to be for us, and um, also a commitment to love us towards an end or a goal. And so um we were talking about if that's how God loves then we are invited to love similarly.
1: Did you say advocate for us too? Yeah. I'm for. A, okay, for us.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean so so the words would be um God's covenant love is a commitment to us. Uh his it's a guarantee of his presence with us. It's his advocacy for us. He is for our flourishing. And that it, there's a directional element to his love as he as he loves us towards holiness or christlikeness or you know whatever in the same way we love with our children like with maturity in mind let's say and some of us have succeeded more than others no names mentioned here Mm -hmm.
1: none yes and so they prompted a question off of the lots of questions great questions. and we did and um and this one we thought might provoke some interesting banter I would love to hear about the boundaries and practices within enemy love, particularly in the area of advocacy. Yes. What ways can we advocate for our enemies while maintaining healthy boundaries? I'm and then There's a little more. I'm wrestling recently with the tension of the way believers are called to live selflessly and sacrificially without entering into unhealthy relationships. I guess it would help if we went deeper into the practicalities of restorative justice. Okay,
0: two questions. Are these clarifying? Yes. Define restorative justice. Because that's a a term, that's a theological term that some some of us don't really understand what that is.
1: Yeah. Isn't it kind of redundant though? Isn't justice supposed to be restorative? Well, some people
2: conceive of it as punitive, that justice is punitive. Um, so they get what they deserve mm-hmm. um, as justice or justice can also be conceived of as the restoration of shalom. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes those are held at odds. Yep. So in in this instance, I don't know which is meant.
0: Okay, so as you're gonna as you're gonna unpack this, which totally gonna which unpack. way do you mean it?
2: Well, um, I don't know. I don't know the um, the question of because I, I feel like there are three, two or three different questions in that one. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I love my enemy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is one question. Yeah. How do I love somebody who could be difficult to love and still keep my boundaries? Mm-hmm. Yep. Feels like that's a slightly different nuance. Yep. And then the last nuance was um, um, practicalities of restorative justice. Yes. Okay, so, but then
0: also they also asked about advocating for your enemy, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. are we actually called to advocate for our enemy? Because if if covenant love includes those four mm-hmm. ways that God loves us are we called to covenant love for everybody? Like when, when he says to love our enemies, is yeah. that covenant
2: love? Oh, that's such a good question. I think it is. I mean, I think I think the word love is defined by how God acts in covenant. So it is possible for me to advocate for my enemy. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so. a lot of work. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, that's why it's just...
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a lot of work to love everybody in that way. Well, part
1: of, and part of the dilemma is is that there it is the dilemma god loves his enemies
0: right
2: i mean if that's if 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 Mm -hmm. it's love as you have been loved yeah then exactly right now the investment that i'm able to make um with um you know 100 people or 200 people, I mean, that's going to vary like crazy in a a church community, right? I can't Mm -hmm. love everybody. And now I can embody that love to everybody, right? right? So I can choose kindness and I can choose Mm -hmm. um, reconciliation and all the things. But in terms of like that, the depth of presence with, yeah, that's obviously, that's something I can't give everybody. And so we talked about the idea of doing for one, what you wish you could do for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, and that for me has been a really helpful saying yeah. from Andy Stanley. Me too. I have
0: something I heard him say a long time ago and it's stuck with me.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, and so you should always have somebody in your life who you that the, you're you're embodying sort of that kind of love with. Mm-hmm. And um, And can I add to that oh, of Just course
1: that they can't reciprocate necessarily. That they that there there's an inability to be able to make it transactional. I will pay you back for this. Right so that's you good. so there's a a a surrender of my my expectation of anything Go in return mm-hmm. okay yeah. i just want to make sure you said that. No that's very good. Yeah. I
2: think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Because i mean there is um there is a way to respond to that love but it's not repayment. Right. And so cuz we don't repay god for his love. Nope. But there are ways in which we respond to it. So that it mirrors, mm-hmm. you know, into the world His love, mm-hmm. and so, so I would say, so to so the first question, what does it mean to love our enemies? Well, love is what it is that we've just said. It's it's an action word. It's not an affection word. So I don't have to like my enemies. I don't have to trust my enemies. I don't have to, I don't have to have any other feeling other than I have. I when I have the choice to harm them, I refuse. And if I have the choice to do good to them, I do. That's what it means to love your enemy. Mm -hmm. Does it mean that you like or trust or are in deep relationship? Now, I can also advocate for my enemies. And this is where I think the word opponent is much better than the word enemy. Um, Because I think we're allowed to have opponents in the world, right? They're competing visions for what the good life is and uh, all of those sorts of things for sure. Um, And so, so how I respond to opponents when we are, you know, putting out pictures of what it is that the good life is in 21st century America. Absolutely. I have no problem with that. But but the love bit is the active part of that. So it's like love your neighbor. It's super abstract, but it just mm-hmm. means when when Jesus says love your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. right? Love myself doesn't mean I have self-esteem. Love myself means when I'm thirsty, I get something to drink. Right. When I'm hungry, I get something to eat. Mm-hmm and so that same deliberation and, and intelligence and design and effort that i would take to caring for my needs i'm to take that and apply it to my neighbor that's what it means to love my neighbor so love of enemy then is just the extension toward that, that same that's where the whole cup of cold water and burning coals imagery yep. you know yep. kind of comes in where the last thing you should uh, your enemy should expect is that you would repay evil for evil but it said no, you would be actively No, actually, actively they working. would expect that. They would expect that. Yeah. that oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. last thing, yeah, yeah. The last thing they would expect is that you wouldn't right. pay evil for evil. Right. They, you have a very puzzled thought. Question. Wow.
3: Um. So, you're saying, don't quote like, me. Well, I'm trying to like. It's a lot of. It's a lot of words. Yeah, in out.
1: a short period of time. Yeah. No.
3: Um. You're, is you're that saying how many parents. Yes. <laughs>
2: I just that's, word salad him to death. Go, go ahead. Ask I your question. We'll stop
3: interrupting you right no, now. No, it's okay. Um, You're okay. saying like loving yourself, extend that
2: to loving other people. Is that, was, yeah, is that
3: a point you brought up? Just yeah, then? Just yes. Now, yes.
2: But but yes. But in the sense of loving myself, we mean it in a therapeutic way. That I accept myself and I don't judge myself and I don't... I, and I'm saying that's not what loving yourself means in oh. the Bible. Loving yourself oh. in the Bible means you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you physically act to take care of what you need. Okay. And that same activity is what it means to love your neighbor.
3: Okay. Because I was going to say, I've heard the phrase so many times, Um, you know, before you can help take care of other people, you have to take care of yourself. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. And I feel like I'm never going to, in a therapeutic way, I'm never going to be able to fully do that with myself. So, like, how can I do that fully right. with other people? But I didn't really put together that
2: there were two different meanings to that. So. Well, to- well, totally, right? Because, I mean, and that, that would be the point Jesus is making. Jesus is assuming you already love yourself, right? And saying love your neighbor as yourself. So, he's what the, the thing he's holding out is the fact that we already spend loads of time caring for myself, right? And so, whether it's um, food, drink, clothes, um, or beyond basic needs mm-hmm. uh, to kindness and belonging and inclusion right. or whatever, right. there is a so, so the love your neighbor thing has nothing to do with how well you like them or whether or not you're friends. It has everything to do with if you have the opportunity to help help if you have the opportunity to harm don't okay it's and it's that practical
1: it's it Uh, it, yeah it's that's good nate
3: no i just feel like i'm gonna fall short of that a lot because i'm human
1: for sure we all do yeah but it's the twist in the story it's the twist in the story that says um you know the the person that is doing wrong to somebody in the story is is now fallen by the roadside and the one that is constantly the source of that person's ire or meanness or bullying steps in and helps it's 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 the revelation of the gospel over and over again it's Mm -hmm. the one that you wouldn't expect doing the kind thing to the person who is evil yeah yeah Yeah.
2: so let me ask you a question eddie you've watched your mom and i be married for Almost twenty years. I was gonna say. I think we know the answer to that. (laughs) Um, Do we have a perfect marriage? Uh, No, not even remotely. No. So what conclusion should be? Perfect marriages should. Well, what conclusion? I'm not gonna live up to it. I'm. It's not gonna be perfect. I'm not gonna do this perfectly. What conclusion about my marriage should I draw from that truth? Because you were saying, okay, if that's what love is, I'm never gonna be able to do that. I'm always gonna fall short. And I'm saying, that's a really great point. But you can draw two different conclusions from that, right? One is, oh, I, I shouldn't try. Yeah, yeah, just Screw it. I'm just not going to ever measure up. Uh-huh. Or the other one is what you're seeing with, hopefully, with mom and I, which is, what, what would you guess? Um, I'm not going to perf- ever be the perfect husband. So, what? I feel like you have to
3: accept that and try and your best to like, progress through that. And I guess that is what love
2: is, is accepting other people's and yourselves... Now you're cooking. ...shortcomings. Now, if the goal of my marriage is to be the perfect husband, is that the goal of... Should that be the goal of someone's marriage? It's very one-sided. Yeah. Exactly. That's so good, dude. Yeah. So you preach exactly, (laughs) right? I mean, so love of self and love of neighbor also means the recognition of limitations already present. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you won't I won't ever measure up. But like if I'm looking at the kind of life where human beings flourish, that is the kind of life that I want to be a part of. That I'm on the lookout to bless and not harm. And I fall short of that. But I've actually tasted there have been moments where I've tasted that I the that way of living where I've blessed and not harm and I've also tasted moments where I've harmed and not blessed and one is infinitely better than the other and so it it's not a matter of how perfectly I execute it it's a matter of aligning my desires about what the good life is in the world that direction does that make sense yes
3: partially no I, I mean I'll be honest I don't know exactly where I am with my faith personal faith damn you um but one of the the coolest thing about the bible for me currently is uh how kind of what you were saying kevin how like the person who you don't expect Mm -hmm. is usually a highlight of the story or certain stories that jesus is involved in right um and that like I love I love how it's like flipped on its head that the people that think that they're the religious leaders and all that, and then the people who are the complete opposite it's like flipped yeah. in Jesus' eyes. I think that's cool because we read a lot about it and athletes in action and stuff. And mm. yeah, I think it's like just a cool idea that um, I don't know that that everybody kind of has that equal opportunity with god regardless of who you are where you came from whatever yeah i think that's cool so sorry if that was a little off off
1: subject i don't think so bro have you ever listened to this yeah i
2: was gonna say (laughs) everything actually never mind yeah 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 Yeah. we just
1: talked about miscongeniality for two minutes i still don't know what that means that's all right
2: (laughs) sandra bullock yes uncle brad so so I think that to the original question with your caveat big Nate. Yeah. Um how is it that we love enemies? I would say love is still covenant love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um because and 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 Jesus makes this really plain when he says, you know, be perfect just as the Father is perfect and and then he talks about the idea that God's you know, God shows rain to the just and unjust alike. Yeah. So he's indiscriminate with his love. Right. So, so I mean, what a there's a common grace. So,
0: give us a real practical like example of this. What is... I don't know who sent this question in.
1: No, but no let's I don't either.
0: Say that. <clears throat> just given a lot of the a lot of people in our in our community. Um, this person grew up with a faith that was handed to him that he inherited, he or she inherited. And it's a faith that they've had to really look at and untangle themselves from based on the way they are experiencing and getting to know God. Mm. And it's caused some fractures in their relationship, perhaps. Mm. So there are people that this person is in relationship with that this person knows that they are supposed to love for whatever reason that Mm -hmm. relationship is, and they're having a difficult time loving that person Mm -hmm. and advocating for that person, Mm -hmm. whatever that means. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to this person?
1: I think advocating needs to be defined too. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't mean we're advocating for their position. I think that's, that's part of the... Um, I don't think God advocates for my position in things. He advocates for me as a human. Um, he's, so
0: advocating for flourishing,
1: yeah, not for. Um, I think I think we have a hard time separating out the person from their views. Mm-hmm. Um, and sitting at a table, we talk about this often, but we sit at a table, have different people with different views than yeah. we do, how they see the world, how they see politics, how they see sin, how they see that whole thing. Um, and so you find yourself, I'm not advocating for my enemy's positions. I'm not going to join somebody in a advocacy for, um, uh, I don't know. Some white nationalism. I'm never going to join that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um,
0: But you have someone in your life who's fully in that. What you would categorize that as. And you start thinking about that person and your blood pressure starts rising. What do you do? And
1: I sit across the table from them and I love them as a person in the sense that I still do kind things for them. Mm -hmm. I still disagree with them. And I think part of advocating for them is to allow them to hear the contrary position in as loving a way as I possibly can. I also think the the part of this is is that I don't break relationship over those opinions I keep the relationship as as I can that doesn't allow me to be totally influenced by the other person in such a way that it moves me away from my Mm -hmm. walk with Jesus I'm also constantly pointing back to this person that we call Jesus who is the center of what we agree on so I, it, I'm not and there's nothing about it that's easy I have people in my family that I disagree with mm-hmm. um, I love them I still do kind things for them I still I still um, come alongside them and help them in their time of need I do all of those things but I can't advocate for what they advocate for but I can advocate <laughs> I can be their advocate as a person right that's I think where you gotta kind of what do ask. you think Suze I know you wrestle with stuff like this yeah
0: lot. I mean I I agree with everything you just said Kevin <laughs> I think I so I know for me I tend to minimize how much advocacy is done in prayer. Mm, So when we're called to pray for our enemies, like Mm -hmm. I think, if I'm being honest, sometimes I think that's the easy way out. Mm. But really, if I'm calling, you know, on the God of heaven and earth (laughs) and all the power that rests within Him Mm -hmm. to bless somebody, that actually means something. Like if I actually believe in this God that I say I do, Mm -hmm. you know, there's something to that. Um, I was thinking this last week a little bit about this, um, that we, I think we have gotten really bad at listening to people. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's easy for me to sit here and say, we need to listen to people who have different life experiences than us, who come from different cultures than us and all of that. But I have um i've shut out a lot of the voices of people i disagree with like i don't listen to them because i think they should be listening to me (laughs) right (laughs) because i have i have different points of view and i feel like i vex because they don't want to listen to me sure when really i'm not returning the favor right so i think even even with people who um you know like i had this experience this last week with people who i i, I knew i wasn't going to agree with mm-hmm. and i thought well i'm just going to go to this thing and listen for a couple of hours and then i'm going to leave yeah but i ended up staying the whole day because i really wanted to listen mm-hmm. and hear where they were coming from and and i would have liked to even ask more questions but i th- i think everybody could stand to to have more patience in listening mm-hmm. And not, and especially like you know the example I gave, Mike, I think it's probably pretty easy for us who are trying to come away from something that we once believed in or a, a construct that we, we were once mm-hmm. a part of it's really easy for us to say, i'm not going to listen to that anymore because I'm trying to heal from that mm-hmm. when really it's like you said it's a mm-hmm. it's a position, it's a um a, a belief or whatever, where we could actually just pause and look at the person as a human, right. made in the image of God, that we are called to love, and say, "Nope, I'm going to ask <laughs> you some more I'm questions. Sorry. I'm going to I'm going to actively listen to you because maybe, maybe, um, we're not as different as as we think that we are, mm-hmm. and maybe there's somewhere where we can find some common ground, and then and then move from there." Mm-hmm. So,
2: would you would you take a little time, Sue, to distinguish between um, you you mentioned forgiveness, reconciliation, and restoration? Yeah, those are three different things. Yeah. that was a great point you were making. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's something that I really had to learn about ten years ago. You know, when when somebody harms us, you know, I think we're it's just a non negotiable according to scripture, that we're meant to forgive. And I think you explained that really beautifully, that forgiveness is a process and it's not just one and done. And sometimes you have to practice forgiving over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's okay. Like I can forgive somebody one day for the harm that they've caused, and then something can bring that pain to the surface again, and I can feel really angry and unforgiving towards them again, and I get to practice it again. And I, I think that that's... Part of what Jesus meant by 70 times seven. Like that it, it is gonna it is a number of times that somebody can be forgiven mm-hmm. for something, but it might be over the same thing. Right. Um so I think forgiveness is important. I think reconciliation is important because as far as it depends on us, we're supposed to live at peace with one another. Boom. So that's what that is. Yeah. And but I also think that restoration is a whole nother thing. So it's possible that someone can harm you in a relationship, that you can forgive them mm-hmm. and you can bless them and and hope and pray for the best for them. Mm-hmm. You can even be reconciled to them so that if you're in the same church body, for example, you can sit and worship together or you can be in the same family and have Thanksgiving together. Mm-hmm. But you can, you can choose whether or not that relationship can or should be restored because even when there's forgiveness and reconciliation you don't have power over a person changing or how the relationship changes if that relationship is not good for you because say it's somebody from your um from a life that you've tried to leave behind that that when you're with them it makes you it 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 brings up this temptation in you to do things you don't want to do then that relationship maybe ought not to be restored to what it was before right or you know like in my case i had a working relationship with somebody who harmed me mm-hmm. and we i had to find my way to forgiveness mm-hmm. and there was lots of forgiveness mm-hmm. that happened over and over again And it took a couple of years for me to be reconciled with that person so that I could then communicate with them in a loving way. We could we could run into each other and it's not weird. We can show up at weddings together. We can do all those things together. But the relationship has never been restored Mm -hmm. to what it was because for one reason, very practically, our working relationship changed. And Mm -hmm. so it would be inappropriate for us to have the same relationship we had before. And then also there's just been a lot of pain there. and trust has needed to be restored and lots of other practical things have happened and so the restoration of that relationship looks very different it's Mm -hmm. not going to be restored to what it was before
1: correct
0: and that's where things like boundaries come in and you mm-hmm. know like there was a, a guy who asked a question yesterday a really great question about how he's been doing a lot of work with his relationship with his dad and he's done a lot of boundary work but his dad keeps crossing the boundary <laughs> right well we when Nate's we make, is when, very we, yeah, nodded, but very when right. we set yeah. a boundary it's not meant for the other person to keep. The no. boundary is meant for us to, to keep. keep right. So I could have a boundary. I could set a boundary between you and I, Kevin, yeah. for something. Yeah. And if you cross the boundary, then it's my decision to to, to yeah, what to do. To what to do. Yeah. So I'm the keeper of the boundary, not you. Right. So I think that's something that is important to think about too when we think about restoring and reconciliation is, you mm-hmm. know, setting boundaries is great we should do that but mm-hmm. what does that actually mean and what's the cost true does that help
1: yeah i that was, think that's super important That's money <clears throat> so restorative justice
0: mm-hmm.
1: how does that fit into all that because that was one of the the questions because
0: well i think when i think about restorative justice i think of a person being restored to god not to me gotcha so if i'm understanding it correctly so what I'm for, if I'm for restorative justice, mm-hmm. I'm for that person being restored or that people group or whatever mm-hmm. to be restored to God mm-hmm. and for their flourishing as humans yep. and for justice to fall in their favor. Mm-hmm. Those are all the things that I would be advocating for. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I'm legit asking because that's why I asked you to clarify what restorative justice actually means because i i think uh, people think it means different things.
1: Go ahead. No, what were you going to say? No, he's asking. She's she go. I have no
3: idea if it makes you feel any better. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's my input on restorative justice.
2: It's awesome. Well, I don't know if this is right, but I've always understood um justice to mean righteousness to mean shalom mm-hmm. so that the word grouping of justice righteousness peace mm-hmm. those are like those are like overlapping concepts and right. if you could have seen kevin's hands he was illustrating overlapping beautifully <laughs> right then um and and so so sin um uh one way to understand sin is the the vandalism of Shalom according to Cornelius Plantiga. Oh that's a good way Isn't that, of, a great that that's good.
0: I and love so, his name by the way. I just want Oh to, it's he's like amazing. My favorite name. And
2: it's I think it's a, I think he's a junior. So oh, it's, there's a it's Cornelius Plantiga senior floating around out there. I don't know.
1: But he wrote it. Well a, if you had that name wouldn't you
2: I would too. That's yeah, the right. There names. needs to be another one of these guys. I would everyone.
0: Call me by my first and last name all the time. Just, yeah. That's just a lot Hello, of syllables. Hello, Cornelius Plantiga. <laughs>
2: yes, that is a lot of syllables, <laughs> Junior. I just yeah, I might call yeah. him CP. But anyway, how old was he when he yeah. learned how to spell that? So Go. when so when he 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 just, he calls uh, he calls it the vandalism of shalom. He also defines it as a culpable disturbance of shalom. That's good too. And 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 then justice. Then and this is where Kevin started. Well, isn't restor isn't restoration and justice two ways of saying the same thing? And in a sense, it is because justice would be the restoration of shalom. Correct. Now, and that's the image that uh, that Isaiah two gives us of lions and lambs and snakes and children, right? Opposing Ooh. forces that are now whole together.
1: Parents and children. Um,
2: and in a fallen world, we can't always approximate uh, the shalom that it is, that it is to come but that's what the shalom is to look like that there would be a full restoration so um, how do I practice restorative justice with enemies I mean we've we've talked about so how do I how do I um, how do I demonstrate a commitment to them or to be with them or to be for them I mean I think you guys have nailed it right Prayer for flourishing is is massive advocacy. Mm-hmm. My seeking not to harm them is advocating for them. If I have the opportunity to tarnish their reputation mm-hmm. in front of somebody and I let that go by without saying anything, that is um, loving my enemy. And
0: I would just like to say that you are really good at that and you have taught me a lot about that. You are not at tarnishing no, reputations, I mean, I, but letting them yeah, pass. Yeah, I just think I think <laughs> well, you're really you. you're great at that. Like I, I really have learned a lot from you in that well, area. Thank
2: you. Um, yeah, and and you know, as easy as that sounds to say, that is all of this is horribly difficult, and mm-hmm. that's why it's mm-hmm. just easier to. And nobody's going to be perfect at it. I mean, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. No one's going to be perfect. <sighs> so, so I, I, I want to. At the same time, kind of hold out the possibility that shalom uh, with our enemies is an ideal while um, acknowledging the real of the relationship. There are times when advocacy has to be from a distance or a reconciliation it takes two, and they may not want to or restoration can't because of the nature of the harm they committed and that, that that that's okay. But to be people who are peacemakers yeah. is that we're just looking for places where Shalom is broken, and that can be institutional, that can be individual, that can be between um, uh, social super, you know superiors and inferiors, that can be between social equals, doesn't matter. But we're always working for the restoration of Shalom, which is what you know Peter's hinting at when he mm-hmm. says, insofar as it's up to you, or is that Paul be at peace with everybody? Yeah. Um, so so, I mean, good yeah. Lord, when does yeah. that ever stop? Right?
1: It doesn't, right? And the invitation then that <coughs> it brings, it comes back to hospitality.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It comes back to um, advocating for the alien. It comes back for advocating for those that can't advocate for themselves. It's advocating for the oppressed. It's and it's and part of that is just equality around a table. Yeah, and. The table is supposed to be an expression of restorative justice. That's what I'm yeah, trying to say. Yeah, that's thanks. so good. That's a better way of saying it. No. So no, you were, good.
2: dude, you were fishing in that pond. I was. There was so a big, good. it was a big pond though. Big pond. You big had a pond. big, you had a big yeah, reel. Yeah, well,
1: we'll just go for that. All right. Well, yeah. So John three sixteen. There it is. Here we are. There it is. And so and Nate, next week we're
0: going to talk about the world.
1: Yes, the cosmos with a K. Yes, with k it's Cosmos.
2: If you're going to pronounce cosmos, it. but
0: the but, Greek student over here. But
2: I know. Seriously, I'm so annoying right now. Um, so annoying. And not Kramer. No, not Cosmo Kramer. Yeah, that's right. Um, but let's let us remember Nate three sixteen. Nate, which is.
1: His birthday? Nope. Oh, he'll be 19. 20. No one's perfect. No one's perfect. No one's perfect. There it is. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen. See you next week. So
2: that Nate 316 is the reason we need John 316. I mean, let's just start there. And that's exactly what I was going
3: for with that statement, is to tie it all around. Uh, Yeah, there it is. (laughs) Put a bow on it.
1: Put a bow on it.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram story and tag us at journey underscore TN. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app.